And open your Bible to Ephesians 6. Thank you, brother. Ephesians 6. Thank you, Jamie. I want to get right to it today. Ephesians 6. Put your finger there and go to John 4. And then if you're really good, go to Hebrews 13. Somebody's read Hebrews before. Hebrews will get in your business. All right, we ready? I'm going to give us a few keys today on how to grow deeper in this season. How to grow deeper in this season. First and foremost, Hebrews 13 and 8, if we could put that on the screen. Jesus Christ, let's read it together. The same yesterday and today and forever. One more time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That means he doesn't change. Whatever he was doing in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John while he was walking on the planet is exactly what he's doing today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you say amen to that? Go to John 4 and 24. 4 and 24. If it's not 24, it's 25. Throw it up there and I'll let you know. Always bring your Bible to church. Get very comfortable using your Bible. There's nothing wrong with flipping and looking for something. There's a lot wrong for never flipping and looking for something. When you come to church, you should have a Bible and something to take notes with. Digital or old school. God is spirit. God is a spirit. Somebody say spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Somebody say spirit and truth. If you are going to worship God, you must worship him in spirit and in truth. And God is the same, Jesus is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. And God is a spirit. So if God was a spirit, then God is a spirit. If God's a spirit today, he's going to be a spirit tomorrow. This makes sense. So for you and for me, if we're going to go deeper, there's a few things that we've got to tap into. Uh, and one of them is that we got to get a revelation that God is a spirit and spiritual things are connected to our God. There are answers that do not come through mental capacity, but rather come through spiritual means. I talked about Halloween a little bit. There's more people on the planet that believe in evil spirits than there are that believe in the Holy Spirit. This should not be the case. God is spirit. And you and me have to understand that he does not change yesterday, today, or forever. He will always be exactly what he is. You and me, you're supposed to be changing. Come on, bump your neighbor and say, change. You're supposed to be changing. When people come to you and say, man, you've really changed. You ought to just go, thank you. Wow. It's one of the nicest things you can say to somebody. You've changed. Or you can sit on the same tailgate, drink the same Miller Lite the rest of your life and have a so-so life. And, and depending upon what you have made, what confessions you've made, uh, that'll determine whether or not you spend eternity. Or you could actually change and say, I'm not doing that anymore. You say, well, I've read in the Bible. I think there's some stuff that you can do. We're not talking about what you can do. We're talking about what's best. There's a big difference between not wrong and what's best. There's a big difference between it's not wrong to do this and it's best to do that. I'm not living my life trying to figure out what's not wrong. I'm trying to figure out what's best and that's what I want to do. So the minute you start getting oppressed towards the mark for the prize of the high calling mentality, those little sins that keep besetting you and those weights that are holding you back, they start to feel less and less cumbersome because you're no longer focused on what you can't do. You're just focused on what's best to do. 
I don't pray because I have to. I pray because it sets my my flesh in order. It reminds my flesh, no, you work for me. I don't work for you. My spirit, man, is born again. Brand new. I'm walking around clean as a whistle. But my flesh resurrects itself every morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm grabbing a hammer and nails right now. And I'm going to crucify you again. Because if not, you'll be mad before you get to work. Can you believe they've got construction going right now? Oh my gosh, don't they know? Everybody's got to go to work. Ah. Or you can crucify your flesh. But you got to get to the place where you remember God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He's a spirit. Somebody say spirit. God gave man dominion and authority on planet earth. When He did that, basically all Adam was in the garden was a piece of earth formed into the shape that you and me are right now. Breathed into with the breath of God that had the spirit of God on the inside of him. And he became a living soul. So you had a piece of earth walking around with God on the inside of it. And he said, piece of earth walking around. You have dominion and authority here. God gives his gifts and he doesn't take them back. So when he gave mankind dominion and authority. Authority never took it back. Therefore, spirits don't have dominion and authority here. Which is why whenever God brought the animals in front of Adam, he sat back to watch what Adam would name them because whatever man says is what goes on the planet. If not, Jesus wouldn't have had to come in the form of a, of a man. The Bible says that, that he constantly called himself the son of man. He is the son of God, but the only way that he could have authority here was to come through the womb of a woman. Because if somebody comes comes in, but they don't come in through the door, they're a thief and a liar. So the, the, the door that humanity enters into the planet is they enter in through the womb of a woman, which is the door. Therefore, he was not just the son of God. He was also the son of man. Therefore, he had dominion and authority. And because he's the son of God, he had all power. Are you still with me? If you want to go deeper, there's some things you got to get a revelation on. One of them is spirits don't have dominion. Spirits do what they're, spirits do what spirits can do, which is typically influence. You are the, either living under the influence of the Holy Spirit, or you are living under the influence of demonic spirits. Two options, that's it. If you're an atheist, you are living under the influence of demonic spirits. If you are agnostic, and if you don't know these words, you can Google them later. You are living under the influence of demonic spirits. Because Satan doesn't just want you to think that he's a big bad dragon with a, with a pitchfork and a pointy tail. He'd rather you think that he doesn't exist. Because you don't fight something that doesn't exist. He'd rather the whole spirituality thing just be out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. But God is spirit. So whenever he needed to rescue you and me, he couldn't just send a spirit down here because the spirit doesn't have dominion and authority. He had to send his son and his son, uh, who is a not just the son of God, now the son of man walking around on the planet. He had all dominion, all authority and all the power and all the glory all tied up together. So he walks around for 33 and a half years, defeats death, hell and the grave. By uh, being crucified for you and me, then raised from the dead miraculously, and he gives you and I the opportunity to eternal life. But there has to be an understanding that God is spirit, was spirit, and will always be spirit. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm trying to get this down in your spirit where you understand that spiritual things are a part of our God. Spiritual things are a part of serving our God. I don't know how to say this other than just say it. So here we go. You ready? Sometimes the bump in the night you heard might have really been a bump in the night. Sometimes when you wake up in the middle of the night, you just feel like praying. It wasn't because your mind said you need to pray. It's because the Holy Spirit will influence those who are willing to be spiritually influenced by him. Evil spirits will influence those who are willing, either out of 
legitimate desire or ignorance, ignorance of whether or not they exist or ignorance or ignorance of whether or not they have authority over them, they will influence people. They do this by fear. They do this by shame. They do this by depression. They do this by confusion. They do this in any way you could imagine, including but not limited to, if a little tiny bit of power will make you serve something else or look to something else, an evil spirit will give you an evil prophecy that has enough truth to it, but a little bit of lie to it that you can't ignore the truth to it. So you will attach yourself to that evil and you won't even know that you've attached yourself to evil. But but the fact that they're able to spit out a little half truth, it was enough to con to 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 lure you in and hook you. This is this is this is what goes on with the the horoscopes. They they sit there and they say you know they write a par a paragraph about what this particular um, uh, sign is zodiac sign, and it has one word that you said three weeks ago, like like it'll say like like uh, uh, sunrise, and you're like oh my gosh I said sunrise like last week. This must, this is so right. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't totally believe in it, but I mean, I see it right there. Oh my gosh. And then you're like, well, when did you say sunrise? Well, somebody asked me, uh, what, what time we should meet? And I said sunrise. I said, so something totally not related to it. You decided to tie it in together. No, you were looking for something. You were looking for something. Instead of looking to the source, who is our God, who is a spirit who has not changed ever one time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So our spiritual God, our God that is a spirit, influences us spiritually. Now, you can go to churches that will never teach you anything spiritual. So therefore, you can begin to believe that spiritual just means a goosebump. Oh, it is quiet in here, Jake. Spiritual just means a goosebump. Well, I felt something. Well, you also felt something about three hours after you had Mexican food. <laughs> God is spiritual. God is not a goosebump. Now, we have senses that can be moved whenever uh, the Spirit of God is manifesting or, or stirring the atmosphere, which can very much happen and happens on a regular basis around here. But at the exact same time, you can go watch a horror movie and have all the goosebumps you want. So we've got to get the revelation that our God is a spirit and spiritual things happen with our God. And we ought to lean into them and not away from them. God, tell me something I didn't know. Lord, you, you, your Bible, men and women had conversations with angels. I would love to speak to an angel. Lord, uh, I, I, I felt this, this evil in the house. I, I, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. But I would love to the same measure and more to feel your Holy Spirit in my house. I would love to be overwhelmed by your presence. God, show me a sign and show me a wonder. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm looking for something to happen in my life on a spiritual basis. I'm not trying to live just some mental life the rest of the, the rest of my days. I'm trying to experience heaven now. God, let your wind blow in this place and change us one more time. Fill my car on the way to work. Fill my vehicle on the way home from work. God, I'm not going to Subway for lunch. I'm going to sit in my car. I'm going to put worship on. I'm going to read my Bible. And I'm going to believe you're going to do something in my life that is spiritual. Impact me, God. You're no respecter of persons. You are doing it in this book. Do it in my life. You do that, you put an onus on the things of God, nobody around may get touched and you'll grab the edge of his garment and dynamite power will shoot in your body. But God is a spirit. He's very spiritual. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not saying this to spook anybody out. I'm telling you the greatest thing you could ever encounter is the Holy Spirit of Almighty God. 
He said, well, I've, I've heard stuff about it. Well, here all day long. I say, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's some things that, that, that you only experience and you cannot explain. What, what did it feel like when you got born again? You can't fully explain that. Well, you know, I felt so terrible. Now I don't. Really? Yeah, I'm saved. Oh, really? Prove it. Where's your saved card? Where's your ID? No, there's certain things that are spiritual that you have to experience in order to, in order to have access to, but it's very challenging to explain. These spiritual things, we don't need, we don't need less of the fire of God. We need more of the fire of God. We, we need more people being radically changed by the fire of God. I, I understand some things we gotta work through and that's the way of it. We can find examples of that in the Bible. Paul had the thorn in his side, in his side, in his flesh. I get it, it's all whatever. But there's some things that when the hand of God gets on your life, you just don't have to deal with anymore. Unless you reject the spiritual side of God. And then you're serving God with your cerebral capacity and not his spiritual power. The Bible says, look here, in Ephesians 6 in verse 10. It's kind of like a class day at New Heights. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why did he say be strong in the Lord and then say and? Because he knew there was a day coming when people would want to be strong in God but have nothing to do with his power. He knew there was a day coming when people would claim to be strong in the Lord, firmly rooted in the word, which is beautiful, but deny the power thereof. If you're going to serve our God and make an impact on the world while you are here, then you're going to have to be not just strong in, in him, but also in the power of his might. In other words, let me just put it in terms we can, we can digest. You got to believe God for a suddenly until you can't, until you no longer have a beat in your heart and a breath in your lungs. You're not just serving a God that doesn't care about your, your future and your purpose. You're serving a God who knows so much about you and loves you so much. He has numbered the hairs on your head and suddenly is available to every single believer. And if suddenly is not today, then suddenly is tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, then it's the next day. But you can't lose sight of your suddenly just because somebody else has tried to talk you out of the power of God. My Bible is filled with people walking up to uh, uh, walls and shouting at them and the walls suddenly coming down. They walked around that city Jericho for a week and everybody was sitting there trying to figure out what was going on. I'll bet you everybody on Jericho's walls were looking and said, well, they don't even have their swords out. I don't know what they're doing. They're just walking around. And all the Israelites were probably getting tired of it until it was time to shout. And as soon as they shouted, all of a sudden, suddenly the walls began to crack and crater. And what was impossible to conquer one minute now was just a pile of heap the next minute. I'm talking about a suddenly. You can't lose sight of the suddenly just because you're going through a trial. That Philistine giant Goliath stood in the field and yelled at the Israelites all and all all up until the moment that David walked out there with a with a sling and a stone and he let that stone go and all of a sudden suddenly the entire Philistine army was running away from the Israelites. 
The Israelites built bricks and palaces and everything else for the Egyptians. They made bricks without straw. They didn't own a piece of land they were standing on. They didn't own a cow. They didn't own a goat. They didn't own a sheep. They didn't have nothing until the angel came calling. And when the angel came calling and looked down and saw the blood of the lamb on that doorpost, all of a sudden, suddenly, they were completely free. There's got to be an element on the inside of you that says, I serve a spiritual God. My God is a spirit and I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to be found waiting and expecting a suddenly type breakthrough until he does. Some of you, you've gotten bad report after bad report after bad report. And I'm still here to tell you, don't you lose sight of your suddenly because God's going to make a way where there is no way. But it's got to be rooted down in the dip, in the depths of your belief structure that says, I don't see it. I don't even smell it coming, but I know my God is able and I know my God is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. And if he do it for that shepherd boy, he'll do it for me. I'm about to walk out of this field carrying the head of every giant that tried to yell at me out here. I'm about to walk up here and shout at this wall until that wall comes down. I'm about to jump in that fire if that's where Jesus is. But there's a suddenly breakthrough coming in my family. I'm not backing up not one inch. I'm still believing God there's a suddenly. I know I've been carrying this issue of blood for 12 years. But I heard about a man. And I'm going to press my way through the people. Because there's a suddenly breakthrough coming. He's a spirit. And he does things by the spirit. And if you don't want the Holy Spirit, you don't want God. If you don't want the Holy Ghost, you don't want God. Because He establishes what is correct and He establishes how He's going to do it. He sent His Son and His Son bled and died, rose from the dead, and then baptizes you and me in fire. And miracles, signs, and wonders are a part of His kingdom. So you've got to believe for them, not in spite of them. Somebody say suddenly. There has to be a root deep in your spiritual life that says, I don't care if I don't see it, I'm still going to believe it. I added this to my prayer life years ago. God, if I don't see it, then let my children see it. If I don't see it, let my grandchildren see it. But I'm not going to be caught not believing what you said just because these eyes haven't seen it. I'm not going to be positioned out of belief because of all of the failures that I've seen with my eyes. I understand that I don't live by what I see. I live by faith. And I'm expecting a sudden, suddenly type of anointing to hit at any moment. Some of you have prodigal sons and daughters. I dare you to stare at the phone until you fall asleep. Say, today's the day they're calling. Today's the day it all changes. Today's the day. You say, how many times? 365 days a year until you find yourself face to face with Jesus. But don't you lose sight of that suddenly. And I mean this with all due respect. Or quit believing God altogether. Because if he can't do it for you, you're hopeless. But I found him to be faithful. One more verse. Don't put it up there. I'm just going to read it. Proverbs 13 and 12. This is in the message. Message translation. Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. But a sudden good break can turn your life around. We take our kids places. My son's 13 now. Drive up in the mountains years ago. He said, he said, are there bears here? I said, yeah, there's bears here. That boy saw 372 bears in the next five-mile stretch. Binoculars out the window. There's another one, Dad. There's another one, Dad. There's another one. Oh, oh, 
that was a bush. Nope, that's a bear. That's a bear. The Bible says you can't even access the kingdom unless you're converted like a little child. He was told that it was possible to see one and then all of a sudden all he saw was what he was told is possible. I'm here to remind somebody today there's a suddenly in your future and you've got to grab a hold of it and never let go until that thing shows itself and changes your entire family. Come help me finish, Jamie. I'm not going to my next point. We're still on point one. There's a suddenly coming in your family. There's a suddenly coming in your family. There's a suddenly breakthrough coming in your house. There's a suddenly breakthrough coming in your house. Anybody believe in God for a suddenly? Close your eyes and lift your hands. I'm talking about a sudden recompense. Something you're owed. It's coming now. A debt owed is about to get paid. A dead ode is about to get canceled. Prodigal son and daughter. And I hear that too, Lord. Thank you. A mother and a father that love God. But you know there's more. There's a suddenly coming in their house. God saw it's so important to meet with Saul that he literally went himself. I've seen the Lord. I'm asking in the name of Jesus, Lord, manifest yourself. Show yourself to the prodigals that we're praying for. Let a mighty rushing wind fill the bedrooms of those that we're believing for. Let it fill our bedrooms. Give every person who's hungry and thirsty what they long for. Fill them. Give them their language of fire. That is a direct prayer line to your throne. Shift and change the atmospheres of our home suddenly. We give you all access. Change our houses. Change our homes. Change our mindsets. Help us believe you for a suddenly. I don't want to, I don't want to go all the, 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 the years of our lives and, and just have everything that we could calculate happen. I want the incalculable will and power of God to manifest among your people. Businesses, ideas, books, inventions. Let it be, Lord. Drop it in our spirits suddenly. Let your power reign and rule in our life. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, let us never be ashamed of your glory. Let us never be ashamed of your name. Let us never be ashamed of your spirit. Health. Good reports, suddenly, breakthroughs. I curse diabetes in the name of Jesus Christ. Breakthroughs in the area of our health. Breakthrough in our finances. And just to make every Pharisee mad, checks in the mail in the name of Jesus Christ. Our houses paid off. Our cars paid off. All debt destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus. Wise business decisions. Suddenly opportunities. Investments that do well and not bad. In Jesus name. Let it be Lord. Send now prosperity among your people. Suddenly Lord. Isaac sowed and reaped same year. God give us a window. Give us a same year anointing. 
Let us not lose sight of a suddenly opportunity in you. Oh, I hear this so strong. Don't grow weary, church. Keep doing well. Keep doing right. Keep doing well. Keep serving God. Due season's coming, church. That suddenly is coming your way like a rushing mighty wind and it's going to overwhelm your entire family. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Let the wind and wave of His Spirit overwhelm you again. Let His power satisfy you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The name of the Lord Jesus. We'll just take another moment or two and pray. Any person believe in God. And if you're not, it's okay. It's not to put anybody on the spot. Believe in God for more manifestation in your home. I want you to stand to your feet. You're believing God. It's been, even it's been on your heart for a more, man, more significant manifestations in your home. God's about to visit us. He's about to visit us with beautiful dreams and visions in our church. Beautiful dreams and visions. So what you want to do is you want to be ready. That means, you know, you can do it with your phone, that's fine. But have something close to your bed that you can write with. And if the Lord wakes you up, get up. Not only is it wise, it's also a respect thing. If God wakes you up, it'd be better for you to wake up and go sit in a chair and ask God to speak to you and it wasn't Him than for Him to wake you up and you say, well, I don't think that's Him and go back to sleep. Because most of the time in my life, my flesh is screaming, that's not Him, that's not Him, that's not Him. And it's Him. And so I get up and He tells me secrets. Tells me secrets that he tells me little 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 wise decisions. Hey, do this. I know nobody's gonna understand it, but do it anyway. Oh, okay, praise God. Hey, you remember that thing you were praying about? Here you go. Poof. And they'll just answer it just like that. And whatever time it took to get to that vanishes when suddenly hits. When a suddenly answer hits. See, a sudden good break changes your whole life. You could be, you could be, you could be grinding at the mill. Oh my gosh, you're thinking for, and a suddenly good break, poof. You just change your whole life. I believe, I believe many people standing even now and people watching online, you're about to very soon have a spiritual encounter in your bedroom. In your bedroom. The Lord's given me more and more liberty to talk about some of the encounters I've had with Him. And I'll share them over time. But I'll just tell you, I've woken up and had him standing next to my bed. So I'll answer maybe a couple of questions you might have in mind. What do you think when that happens? Well, the first off is like there's somebody standing next to the bed. Like it's real. Like, like whoa, whoa. Standing next to the bed. And then all you want to do is listen. What do you have to say? Because he doesn't waste his time. And I'll tell you this, and I'm not telling you this to, you know, try to talk about me. I'll just tell you, if, if, if he ever, and I believe he's no respecter of persons, I believe if you want that type of encounter, I believe it's available. I can tell you I've believed God uh, for those type of encounters for a very, very long time, very long time. And I can just tell you, uh, put it like this, one glance from him. There is nothing else. There is no pain that that equates to the the glory of just when he looks at you. He'll just just change you. Usually, and just so you guys, you know, I'm not saying it has to happen like this. Usually I can look back and he's come and visited me when he knew I was really going to need some special strength coming up because something was really going to happen. And I can go back and realize I was eating from the true vine and 
getting strength to go through something that was going to be unjust. Kind of like a, you know, a good coach would do, you know. When they know it's really important, it comes, hey, a few times in my life this has happened. But I believe some of you are even going to go home today and you'll sense the residue of angels. Samantha, I sense that very strongly in your home. The residue of angels. I hear that. I hear that very strongly that you you have sincerely attempted to make the things of the Spirit welcome in your home. And the Lord says more and more and more and more. follow him for a while you'll be able to like a barometer sense a change in the atmosphere somewhere in the last 30 seconds or so the entire atmosphere spiritually changed if you sense that honestly just lift one hand and say I sense that it's like 30 seconds just the whole thing uh, I would even call it heavy the whole atmosphere just went heavy on us and you can find that in some of the uh, some of the translations of some of the words we use for the anointing for uh, you know, particularly in the Old Testament would be like a, like a heaviness just comes just rests and it's, it's heavy but you know they've actually done studies that some people sleep better under a weighted blanket because people we were, humans are just made to like that that enveloping so his presence just came in this place in a different way. Very, very heavy feeling. Even while I'm talking, I sense him even increasing that beautiful anointing in this place. But I'm going to believe God with everybody who wants to have an increase in spiritual activity in your home. I don't, I don't want less spirituality. I want more spirituality. I want demons to be so scared of my house because of the spiritual activity in my home. I want demons so scared of our church because they know, spiritually speaking, we will body slam them and throw them. That's how I taught my children when they were little. I said, if you ever think you see something, I said, you tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. Then you get a picture of Jesus walking in, grabbing it and tearing it into pieces and throwing it out of your bedroom. Our God is not weak at all. Jesus is, is, is not something that has to be, he is not someone that has to be explained as much as he is someone that has to be loosed by somebody who has authority. Humans, here, the Holy Spirit has to be loosed. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. So you can release the power of God through your own Mouth, or you can stay the power of God in your home and you can have all of the, the cerebral mental side of it and you'll spend the rest of your days you know, trying to figure out if, if uh, they misspelled Adam in the Bible instead of living with God now. I want to I sit down at the table and start to pray and, and just weep with my children and my wife because the glory comes. This is not that uncommon in my home, by the way. Where his, his, his presence just comes and saturates. I tell my kids, hey, what took you so long to get in the car? Dad, I'm sorry. I was worshiping. I just got carried away. His presence just filled my room. How many of you know that's better than, sorry, Dad, I was on Fortnite? I'm telling you, you can have it. You can have the anointing. Lift your hand and close your eyes. Every person here that's longing for more of you. First off, I want to say thank you for your presence that I sense right now. 
I thank you for the angelic visitation that is very prevalent at our church. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that comes and just destroys yokes of bondage right here in this place. Now, Father, I'm asking for more. More of your anointing. More of you in our homes while we're in bed. Wake us up, Lord. Please wake us up and speak to us. We give you access to our dreams and we reject and rebuke any evil thoughts speak to us in dreams and visions like your bible says lord we will honor you in the process here's one i sense real heavy on some hearts teach us how to teach our children about you thank you lord I hear the Lord saying, it's not as much as a teaching as much as it is an introduction. Introduce your children to Him and include Him with your children. There's a teaching side of this. But introduce Him to your children. And include him with your children. Trust his presence. Do not let what you've seen done wrong or dishonorably keep you from exposing your children to the fire of God. All the way back to the book of Acts when Simon tried to purchase the power of God the power of God has been misused so do not think because you have seen the power of God exploited prostituted or misused that the power of God is ineffective on the exact contrary in spite of the power of God being exploited prostituted and misused His power is still available and His fire is still available. Do not withhold or restrict your children from what will set them free in the future. Because when you have been through the fire, you are marked. So allow the fire of God. Invite the fire of God. Invite the Spirit of God in your home to shield you and protect you to guard them. Set time aside in your house to worship Him. Set time aside in your house to speak to your children about the goodness of God. Remind them that there is no life outside of Him. And speak to them steadfastly and soberly about things that ought to be spoken of. Don't let the world Enunciate or dictate what his power is like. Show them. Lay hands on your children. Demand that sickness leave them. Demand that symptoms leave them. And do so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And watch your children be healed of any and all infirmities. And then they will become carriers of healing. Because it's much easier for a child to receive. just say this after me. Say, I repent of any area where I have withheld giving you access in my home.
just stay in this mindset for just a moment. The Holy Spirit is not quenched oftentimes by the closure of a service. Usually that's called fear. That's usually when somebody is afraid, they, they don't have good doctrine, and a sheep knows his voice, and they won't follow strangers. The Holy Spirit is quenched when you're asking for him, but then bickering with the ones you want him to touch. The Holy Spirit is quenched in a household filled with animosity instead of peace. The Holy Spirit is quenched when slanderous speech is allowed in a home. The Holy Spirit is quenched when men and women of God are spoken of dishonorably in families and friends. This is what quenches the Holy Ghost. And when you do that, then a counterfeit will show up that disguises itself as an angel of light. And then, just like the enemy has done all the way since Genesis 3, he will say enough truth with a little bit of a lie to it that it will be enticing enough for you to swallow. And then before you know it, you'll find yourself having stepped out of obedience to what God has already told you. Because it is only immature people that have to be told the same thing over and over again. When God speaks, he doesn't often repeat himself. Most of the time, he's expecting you to carry what he spoke to and what he spoke about. So don't quench the Holy Ghost because he'll keep you from, he'll keep you from harm in certain areas. And he'll share wisdom that doesn't come from this world. So you've got to keep peace in your house for the sake of being able to hear the voice of God because he doesn't operate in disorder. If there's uncertainty or uh, uh, unmet expectations between a husband and a wife, those ought to be discussed so that order can be established in your home because the Holy Ghost doesn't work outside of order. No, the fire of God is beautiful and can even be considered wildfire, but most wildfires burn things down that you don't want burned down. So for us, we got to make sure that we are... We are not losing sight of the suddenly thing can happen at any moment. But we need God. We need the Holy Spirit to flow in our lives on a regular basis. You need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Spirit. You need, you, some, God's going to speak to you and say, take this exit. You'll take that exit and find out that there's a, a four-car pileup at the one in front. He said, well, God, you know, I don't know if he protected me of that. It might have been, you know, I, whatever. Listen, I'm, I'm here to tell you, God loves you so much that sometimes he'll just give you a nudge so you don't have to sit in traffic. Why has it always got to be like, like, you know, this radical huge thing for God to have done it? Maybe he kept you from having an accident and getting killed. Maybe he just knew you wanted to be at the movie on time. Everything you do for your, for, your, for your loved ones is not just so they won't die. That's not what God's like. Well, here, kid, here's some oatmeal. You, you know, I haven't fed you in six days. You were getting close, but you're not going to die now. That's not a good parent. It's not all about not dying. Sometimes it's just a love letter. You ever been to, to I've had this, 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 this happen a lot, been to somewhere everybody wants to be? And, and you, there's a big line, and then you see somebody that you know, and they're like, hey, you don't have to wait in that line. You ain't never felt more love in your life than when you're walking by that line headed to the front. God will do that. He'll bring you, he'll bring you an idea. He'll give you a, a nudging. Come on, we're going to pray, then we're just going to dismiss right in this atmosphere. Make sure, uh, get signed up for a life group very powerful gives you a lot of opportunity to be around believers but just lift one hand I'm going to pray the anointing over you then we'll be dismissed Father I thank you for this beautiful time in your presence Lord please fill our homes please fill our children speak to our babies let our babies see you. 
Let our babies dance in the goodness of who you are. Let our marriages be reflections of your love for us. Let our homes be decorated with your Shekinah glory. Even let the delivery drivers sense the anointing. We willingly give you full access and free reign in our homes and our dreams, our bedrooms. Speak to us. We'll listen, Lord. And we'll do what you say. Because you're beautiful. And you're strong. And you're holy. And you're our ransom and our help. You're our king. And we don't want to do anything without you. We don't want to have a service without you. We don't want to just talk about you and not talk to you. We don't want to teach our kids all about you and not have them experience you. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for what you bring. Now, Lord God, would you bless your people coming in. Bless them going out. Bless them in the city and the field this day and every day. In Jesus' name. Can you give God some praise before we leave? God bless you. I love you. We'll see you real soon.